This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about the structured settlement industry from the experts in the know. Ringler Associates, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years and the only broker you need. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General Structured Settlements, The Hartford, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and your host here on Ringler Radio. Well, recently, the Consumer Product Safety Commission reported that there's a strong association between homes built with Chinese drywall and levels of hydrogen sulfide in the indoor air. And as you would imagine, the number of lawsuits around this drywall, Chinese drywall situation are rising quite, quite rapidly. And to give you an idea of the extent of the problem, about 600 million pounds of Chinese-made drywall can be found in at least 60,000 homes in the U.S. today. Well, in addition to the myriad number of property damage claims, as you can imagine, there are also very many personal injury claims with eye, ear, nose, throat, and lung injuries leading the way. And today on Ringler Radio, we're going to be taking a, a look at what this Chinese drywall litigation is all about and what effect the recent government report has uh, on the outcome, potentially, of this litigation. And to help us discuss all of this, we have two great guests, both of whom are at the forefront of this issue. First, our guest, attorney Irvin Gonzalez, partner at the firm of Colson Hicks Eitzen and Coral Gables. Uh, Attorney Gonzalez has been designated as one of the leading litigators in the Chinese drywall litigation, and he's uh, a member of the steering committee. Uh, Irvin, welcome to Ringler Radio. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be with you today. Great. And joining Irvin is Attorney Gerald Parker, managing partner with the firm Parker Wakeman Alonzo. Jerry Parker has been uh, also named to the plaintiff steering committee in this Chinese drywall litigation, and uh, he's one of the lead uh, experts in uh, in this whole arena. And Jerry, once again, welcome. Great. Now, I understand this litigation is currently uh, in the U.S. District Court in Louisiana with uh, Judge Fallon. Is that right? Uh, the case was centralized by the JPML to Judge Fallon uh, over, over the past summer. Good. Okay. So we have a little centralization. So all the litigation is centralized down there. Th- that makes it easier for you folks to, to, to handle all this, doesn't it? In the federal court, though, you have state actions pending in the various states where the Chinese drywall could be found. Okay. So you can have a, you know, you have a lot of different state actions, and I think it's now been found in 32 different states. I don't know if we have litigation in every one of those states, but I know, for example, in Florida, there is a num- any number of uh, state venues in play here. Great. Well, that's even bigger than any of us thought. Well, let's start here with an overview, if we can, of just what the Chinese drywall situation is. What, what is what is it about the Chinese drywall that has uh, provided the damages to these various homes and the illnesses uh, that have come from that? Give us an overview of the Chinese drywall situation. Well, what happens is that the uh, drywall releases sulfur into the environment, and it corrodes copper piping, copper plumbing, copper wiring, uh, it damages appliances, it also smells like rotten eggs and can cause a series of uh, allergic type reactions, including red, itchy eyes, sore throats, 
respiratory problems and other serious complications that uh, make it very difficult for people to live in these homes, not to mention the fact that their walls are actually poisoning their homes and corroding them on a day-by-day basis. Well, you know, where, where exactly did this Chinese drywall come from, and, and were these defects known at all uh, when it was uh, used by some of these builders? Well, what we know is that uh, it comes out of different areas in China. Um, it's probably out of a natural plant that's very high in sulfur, and the content of the drywall itself, it's supposed to be normal, uh, 100% calcium uh, gypsum. Uh, it's not supposed to have organic products which deteriorate, and we know that this one does. It also has a high sulfur content, which causes the off-gassing, especially in areas that are high in humidity, such as the Sun Belt states, particularly in areas like Florida uh, and going across to Georgia, uh, all, all across the, uh, the Sun Belt areas, of course, including Louisiana, where the case is actually uh, centered out of. Well, obviously, there's been a lot of construction, home construction over the past decade or so. Now, now, would a homeowner know uh, if he was receiving Chinese drywall in the construction process, or, or would he be oblivious to that, Jerry? Well, generally, the homeowner is not going to know that they're getting Chinese drywall, uh, especially not during the construction phase. When the homeowner moves into the home, uh, the effects will, uh, will be apparent. They'll have repeated uh, repairs to the air conditioning system, to their other appliances, the computers, their um, direct TV boxes or Comcast boxes, all, kind, all the appliances will start causing problems. The home will have a distinctive rotten egg type of smell. Uh, they will start, uh, their eyes will start becoming itchy and scratchy and, and their throat will, you know, they'll be able to taste a metallic taste. Mm-hmm. So at some point, they, they go to the doctor and they try to figure out what's the cause of all this. At some point, they say, what kind of dry, drywalls in your house? I mean, is that, how, how, does, how does it get from the, the doctor's office complaining about the, 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 these sicknesses to the actual fact that there's drywall? Where, where is oh. that leading? Down here in southwest Florida, where our Florida office is located, it's like the epicenter of this whole problem. Mm-hmm. And last year, we had an, um, a large number of people come into our office complaining about air conditioners, and it was one after the other, and it's not really something that we normally would engage in, that kind of you know suing contractors or suing air conditioning companies. But after we had a large number of people coming in with similar complaints, and then another law firm, up, uh, Scott Weinstein from Morgan & Morgan, had also similar complaints, we started looking into it. So it actually developed uh, uh, from a property damage perspective where people were having problems with their air conditionings, maybe replacing the condenser coil three or four times in a year, um, that this whole thing broke out. Uh, the people, I guess, with the property, with the personal injuries, itchy eyes, bloody nose, you know, nobody really ever put it together until the problem was discovered that these, that the wallboard in some of the homes was off-gassing these hydrogen or sulfide-type gases, and then all of a sudden, two and two started getting put together. Well, that makes sense. And why was this Chinese drywall used at all? Was it a, was it a matter of cost, uh, or was there availability? Uh, I don't recall Chinese drywall being an issue in the past. What, what, where, where did this all come from? It's a series of events. Uh, normally, you would have American drywall overwhelmingly dominating the market. But uh, in... 2004 through 2007, there was a big housing boom, a lot of real estate building. Then you had a lot of natural catastrophes, hurricanes, earthquakes, 
and wallboard became short. So a lot of builders started looking elsewhere to meet the demands, and thus comes in China. Additionally, the price of a wallboard in China is significantly cheaper than American drywall. So both the pricing issue as well as the shortage issue created an influx of Chinese drywall in the United States during this period of time. And obviously, it's, it doesn't appear that these con- contractors knew about these side effects, uh, or, or did they? Well, um, It's interesting. Some of the subcontractors that were working with the drywall when they were installing it were saying that it made them sick and that it smelled really bad. Uh, So uh, that's notice. No, that's interesting. Yeah. And and they also noticed that it weighed considerably more than American-made drywall and also handled very differently. When they excoriated the drywall to cut it, it it, it broke differently than uh, traditional American-made drywall. Well, now that this litigation has really gone into high gear, and we're going to talk about this uh, new report that came out in a little bit, but when as the litigation grew, uh, obviously you as uh, plaintiff lawyers in the in these cases we're looking for insurance to cover some of these losses. Uh, what have you found in the in the way that the Chinese drywall is covered by insurance? Well, uh, most of the insurance companies are claiming a an exclusion so that they don't have to pay for the damages caused by drywall. As to homeowners, they're saying we don't cover it because it's a completed project. Additionally, it is a it is a pollution exclusion, and there's no coverage. They're saying similar things to the developers. These issues are now being litigated. Mm-hmm. There isn't an answer yet, uh, and we anticipate within the next nine months to a year we're going to have a definitive answer from the courts on this issue. But we're optimistic that we're going to be able to prevail uh, on insurance coverage at many different levels. And what about the international aspect of the litigation? We have a manufacturer over in China, maybe in Germany. Uh, does this make the litigation more difficult, or, or are you trying to somehow get it lo- localized in the U.S. through uh, various insurance carriers and, and others? It's uh, tremendously more difficult because, uh, first of all, you have an issue of server, uh, identification. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we don't have a way of identifying most of the Chinese uh, defendants because a lot of the Chinese drywall either doesn't have a, a name on it, Unlike American drywall, American companies they love to put their name on everything. <laughs> I mean, they'll put their, they'll, and they even, they put their name on the drywall. They put their name on the tape on the end of the drywall. I mean, they they love to put their name on. They'll probably put the name on the straps that hold the drywall to the truck. Mm-hmm. But in China, um, very few of the companies actually put their name on it. Some might just say made in China, or just China, or it might not say anything. Mm-hmm. And so we're having a problem, first of all, with identification, and of course. We can't run over there with investigators to go find out, you know, uh, the information on who's buying what and who's making what over there. It's just very difficult. And then when we do find out uh, the potential defendants in China, getting jurisdiction over them, personal jurisdiction over them, is also very difficult. Uh, even though we have the Hague Convention, um, it's just not operating ideally, and the uh, the time to effectuate service, the time it takes to effectuate service, and the cost, it's very costly and very time, timely, time-consuming, and in, in, in reality, we have not been able to effectuate service on most of the cases. It's just very difficult. So that, and it sounds very, like you said, very, very uh, costly to, to you trying to pursue this. Irvin, Irvin, what's the answer to that? If you can't really identify over there uh, who the manufacturers are, are you? 
what is your alternative? Looking to insurance carriers for distributors or others in this in this uh, side of the ocean? Well, we have scientific ways of finding out who made the drywall by looking for the signature elements within the chemical composition of the drywall. That eventually will occur using forensic analysis. But a lot of times you can find certain markings that are peculiar to particular manufacturers, so we will be able to identify them that way. Uh, for example, Knauf, K-N-A-U-F, they pronounce it Knauf in Germany. They have a Chinese uh, company, uh, Knauf Tianjin, uh, and they have agreed to waive service for a limited period of time under the Hague Convention so that if you get your lawsuit filed uh, by December 9th and the information in in a couple days, December 2nd, they're going to waive the Hague uh, requirements completely. So you don't have to wait the six months and pay the $16,000 per case. Um, otherwise, you're going to have to go through Hague Convention, identify the defendants, and get them served. Uh, so, yes, it's difficult. No, it's not impossible. And, yes, I do believe we will prevail. So how are you looking at the litigation itself, uh, Jerry? Is this a, a class action type litigation where you're trying to put everyone in, in one big pot, or, or, or are there going to be individual cases? Well, we, we've been filing these as individual cases. Uh, most of our cases are filed in federal court. Um, the uh, the waiver situation that Irvin just referred to, uh, dealing with Kanaf, um, is a unique situation that sh- that was just uh, presented to us, and that is being filed as a class action. So we need anybody who has a, a home or a case that involves a Kanaf. Uh, manufacturer needs to get that information to Arnold Levin at Levin Fishbein up in Philadelphia uh, immediately because it needs to be put together in the complaint that's being filed on uh, December 9th with Knopf. Um, Jerry, they can get the information to us and we can get it into the well, plaintiff steering committee as well. And that, that, that's true too. They well, how, how, but how would they know it's Knopf? I mean, how does a homeowner or, or, or someone who's representing the homeowner know if the identification marks is so so sketchy? How do they know well, what they have? The Knopf the Knopf is a huge, multi-billion-dollar, multi-international um, company mm-hmm. that did, in fact, put their name oh, okay. on possibly all of the drywall they made, but certainly a substantial amount of the drywall. I, I get you. Well, that, that makes some sense. Well, let's take a short break right now. When we come back, we're going to get into this uh, new uh, ruling, this new report that came out from the uh, Consumer Product Safety Division that's really set this litigation perhaps in another direction. We'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio. Legal information, trends, and topics from Ringler Associates, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Experience counts. Over 140,000 cases structured. This is Ringler Radio from Ringler Associates, placing more than 20 billion in structures over the past 30 years, and one of the few companies that truly enjoys the trust of all parties in the settlement process. This is Ringler Radio, celebrating three years on the Legal Talk Network with topics important to the legal community. Did you know you could download Ringler Radio to your iPod? Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Ringler Radio. It's free. Did you know the number of listeners to Ringler Radio doubled in 2008? Thanks to our loyal listeners and welcome to all our new listeners as well. 
Well, welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you joined us again, and I'm joined by attorney Irvin Gonzalez and attorney Jerry Parker, two of the key players in the Chinese drywall litigation arena. You know, we've been talking, uh, guys, about what Chinese drywall is all about, how what the genesis of the litigation was, and uh, some of the injuries and damages that it caused, and some of the difficulties in identifying the manufacturers overseas and trying to serve them. And so the litigation itself is difficult in its own right. But the causation and some of these other issues have also been, I'm sure, troubling. But now we have a new report that came out. I think it was last week. The Consumer Product Safety Commission came up came out with the Strong Association report. Tell us about the report and what impact it's going to have on the litigation in your mind. Well, this report is an interagency report between the Consumer Product Safety Commission the EPA and the Department of Housing. But frankly, it didn't give us any information that the Plaintiff Steering Committee didn't already know. We've known for about a year that this uh, drywall causes contamination of copper. It corrodes it, uh, damages wiring, plumbing, appliances. It causes all sorts of problems with the home. And uh, what this interagency report simply does is confirm what we've already been able to discover. And frankly, through our own experts, uh, we will be able to prove that in a court of law. So it provides us comfort in knowing that it's confirming what we've already found and known, but it doesn't create any, it doesn't shed any new light on, on uh, our claims. Well, just the same, I'm sure both of you had pretty big smiles on your face when this came out because it, it does, it, it avoids trying to fight a report that could have come out with a different result. It helps. Well, it's very comforting uh, to walk into court in a case where you have the federal government and several of their agencies doing their own independent study um, based upon, you know, some of the best experts in, in, in the United States. They've gone over to China. They've done an investigation over in China, which we have not yet been able to do, and where they come out with a study that supports everything that the plaintiff steering committee knew. Before, we were just going in and saying our experts said this or our experts found that. But now, when we have the, um, the, uh, you know, the federal government essentially supporting our positions on some of the things that we've been saying, I think it's very comforting. Very but it also so. helps the, uh, the homeowner uh, tremendously or potentially could help the homeowner tremendously because uh, now that the federal government found that there was this off-gassing, it's very possible that the homeowner might be able to qualify uh, to take a casualty loss deduction on their tax returns, which might be very significant. Absolutely. And, and let's talk about these affected residents. How are they dealing with living with these these issues you raised about the smell and the, and, and the corrosion? Are they actually moving out of their homes or, or are they able to still stay in their homes? What is happening to the homeowner? Those that can afford to move out do. Uh, those unfortunate ones that are trapped because of economic reasons are suffering through this, and it's uh, very difficult for them. And it's exacerbating their their injuries. I'm not their their disease issues, aren't, isn't it? Got to be. Absolutely. Well, it is, Larry. But these are very difficult times. People are losing their jobs at a record rate. Uh, people who haven't fully lost their job might only be able to secure part-time employment. Uh, they can't even pay the mortgage. 
uh, on the home currently, let alone move out and pay the mortgage and the rent and the homeowners association fees and the gardener and, and the insurance and all that. It's just very, very difficult. So as Urban said, the ones that can afford it are certainly moving out. The ones that can't are just, um, you know, well, doing it, the best that they can. They're certainly not going to be able to sell those homes. So I mean, it's... Those, those homes are not saleable. I know in Florida there's a, there's a, a disclosure now mm-hmm. uh, with MLS uh, if your home has had Chinese drywall. And, you know, when, when a buyer is faced with competing homes that are for sale, and you know it's a record um, environment right now for people selling their homes, and you have one home that on the same block that has Chinese drywall and another home doesn't have Chinese drywall, we all know which home's going to sell. Exactly. Well, well, how, how big is the iceberg here? I mean, are there a lot of homes out there in the U.S. that were constructed with this drywall where, where there's still there's an unknown factor out there that has, they haven't, the information hasn't reached people? How big is this going to be? Well, I think it's tremendous, Larry. I, I think it's actually bigger than anybody suspects. I mean, I've heard numbers up to 100,000 homes affected. I even think it's greater. You know, we have homeowners every day contacting our office. They just, they say they just read about it yet in yesterday's paper. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all up north. I mean, where you are up in Boston, um, I bet it, it's probably never been in the, in the paper maybe before last week. Right. And so we have people coming down from, uh, you know, the, uh, mid, you know, the Ohio, uh, Missouri. Uh, they never heard of it. Now they're coming down to their homes for the season, and they're reading all about Chinese drywall. So they're first realizing it. So I think that we're at the tip of the iceberg right now. I think that this is tremendous. Well, what advice would you give uh, our listeners out there who find themselves living in a home with Chinese drywall? They suspect they might have Chinese drywall. What should they do? What should they do? Who should they who should they get in touch with, and how how should that happen? I mean, obviously, it would be great if they could get in touch with you folks, but well, but generally can, speaking, how they, do they how do they do that? It'd be great if they can get in touch with Irvin Gonzalez or Colson Hicks or Jerry Parker or Parker Wakeman. Um, but I, I think that. If, if they could afford to do so, they should get out of the home. I, I know I've spent a fair amount of time in clients' homes that have Chinese drywall. I know that after I've left that home, I've had headaches. My nose was all dried out. My eyes hurt me for days. It was painful at night. I couldn't even sleep. So I know how it affected me just being exposed for several hours at a time. Um, I, we have reports of, dog, of, the, of the pets dying because the gases are heavier than air. So if you're in the home, the gases are going to consolidate down by ground floor. So if you have pets on the ground, if you have children on the ground, I mean, it's very, very dangerous to your health, and there's nothing more important than health. So I, I think Urban's advice, my advice would be, if, we're gonna, if, you, if you can afford it, get out of your home. Well, maybe that's what Tiger Woods was trying to do the other night, avoid that. Chinese drywall situation in his house. Well, Tiger, if you hear hear me, please give us a call. (laughs) There you go. Well, listen, let's uh, wrap up now by uh, you giving both of you uh, the information as to how people could reach you. Uh, Well, all kidding around, um, Mm -hmm. aside, Larry, you know, Sean Payton, the coach of the uh, New uh, New Orleans Saints, Saints? um, he's got a home that's um, contaminated with toxic drywall. Wow. Well, it didn't show last night. Okay. <laughs> he, he beat the Patriots pretty good. Well, why don't you give us your information? Well, you know why, Larry, because he moved out. <laughs> there you go. Give, us the, give our listeners the information as to how they can reach each of you. Jerry, go first. Okay. You can reach us uh, directly down here at the Florida office at 239-390-1000, or you can call our toll-free number 1-800-LAW-INFO. That's one 800 529 4636. And Irvin? 
305-476-7400. That's our office number. Or you can email me at ervin at colson, C-O-L-S-O-N.com. Well, thank you very much, both Jerry and Irvin. Uh, it's been a great uh, show. I think people are going to learn a lot from this. Uh, and in case you're a first-time listener, you should know that every Ringler radio show can be downloaded from our website, ringlerassociates.com, or from the Legal Talk Network at LegalTalkNetwork.com. Or you can even get it on iTunes. You can download it on your iPod and listen to Jerry and Irvin while you're jogging around the track. So anyway, everyone out there, I want you to thank you again for listening. Jerry and Irvin, thank you. Very good job. Now the rest of you go out and make it a great day. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. Ringler Associates, experience counts. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General Structured Settlements, The Hartford, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential. Prudential.